Welcome to Interactions with Reality Podcast number 23. So I went out in the woods yesterday and I did a little scouting mission. I was looking for sphagnum moss in particular. But it turns out that most of my sphagnum moss patches are are pretty much like used up. I I need to reseed reseed uh repopulate the the moss. Normally I do that by just crumpling it up and making it as fine as I can and then sprinkling it where I want it. And that method seems to work fairly well. I know you can mix it with like buttermilk or maybe it's buttermilk and molasses, something along those lines. And you can make moss paint and moss paint goes even further. And in the future, I plan to actually have moss growing up here because I sell some of it. Um, I, I wouldn't say a decent bit yet, but it's it's a product that's kind of picking up and um, I'm not going to be able to offer it very soon or very long if, uh, if things keep going the way they're going because I, I need new sources. So I have the option of trespassing on someone else's land and wandering around till I find what I need um, as far as the mosses and stuff go. I don't really like that option because, well, I respect other people's property. Now, there is a lease south of us where their main gig is they grow pine trees. The other main gig is they hunt. I know they probably wouldn't care if I took some moss, um, but I'd still want to run it by the people that they would own the lease before I go and do that sort of thing if, if possible. So, I uh, also scouted for mushrooms, and I'm happy to report that there are mushrooms growing where there weren't gr- mushrooms growing before. My my method must have worked, which is where I take a mushroom that I like, say a chanterelle, for example, and I find a, a tree somewhere around like maybe four or five foot high branch, and I look for a fork on the branch, and I balance the mushroom on the fork. And I put a drop of water on top of it. And that causes it to release its spores. And thus seeding the surrounding area with the spores. So that is one of my methods that I've been kind of playing around with. Um, if I'm in the woods and I see a chanterelle. But it's only like one or two. And, and or I don't have enough you know, pockets or bags or whatever to, to place them in. I just go ahead and do that with them a lot of times, and I figure it, it's worth it to reseed, you know, things I like in the woods, and happy to report that they're they're coming around um, more and more, so I'll have lots of chanterelles, hopefully, before it's all said and done. I also hope to have um, oyster mushrooms. That's the one. I got some oyster mushrooms from the... Uh, Asian store, I guess in Auburn, I think it's Auburn, yeah, anyway, there was an Asian store, went there, got the, got those oyster mushrooms, and I walked around my property with one of them, and I'm happy to see that there are some oyster mushrooms in the woods now that I did not see before, I'm happy that I, I successfully seeded those into the mix, I will probably go ahead and get a few more packs of oyster mushrooms, once the mulch guys start coming back on a regular basis, because I would love to throw in a couple packs of that in the back of their truck right before they dump it with all the mulch, because those mulch piles 
and are just brimming with potential, and I know that they would grow some amazing mushrooms. So it's just a matter of doing it. And I know there's mushroom plugs, which would be like mycelium plugs. They basically inject or uh, infect a like a dowel rod, essentially, with with the mushrooms, and then they cut it into these little pellet-sized pieces or whatever. And then you drill a hole, and you stick one of these things down in there, and you cap it with little beeswax, and that's how it normally goes for for log farming mushrooms. So um, if you can get a handful of those and throw them into a bunch of fresh mulch that was literally made same day, I think there would be really good results. I haven't tested it. Maybe it would be a bust and I'd just waste my money. I don't know. But if it wasn't a bust and I didn't waste my money, man, what an epic harvest. We would have more mushrooms than we could possibly know what to do with because I'm talking about seeding these into a, a mulch pile that's like five or six yards. And for those city folks, yard isn't isn't just like your lawn. Like uh, in landscaping terms, a yard is roughly um, a pickup bed, a pickup truck bed full. So that's a, a loose estimate. And we're not talking heaping full either. So, um, yeah, although I got to say there are some companies which are quite generous. And when you buy a yard, they actually give you more like a yard and a half to two yards. And that's that's pretty epic. I appreciate those companies. And, you know, may they continue uh, to be um, successful <laughs> because... It, these days, I don't know, there's there's different kinds of people that run business. There's stingy people that run business, and then there's generous people that run business. And I always like dealing with the generous ones, and I always like to be one of the generous ones. Because stingy people, well, it's always like this stressful event, because it's like they're trying to eke out every last penny they can from you. And give you as little as possible in return. And, you know, it's like, you know, when you order a drink out and about, um, let's say you order a milkshake or something, and then you get it, but it's really like an inch or two from the, from the top of the cup. And the people just called it good because, well, probably because they get paid minimum wage or something. But, but anyway, the point is, you know, would you rather get that milkshake that's missing? couple ounces or would you rather get one that's full to the top personally i like to get one that's full to the top if possible oh hang on a second here sorry i'm i'm outside and there's this motion light that keeps going off and i was trying to see i think my buddy might be up um we have uh, a guy who rents from us, and occasionally he's up early in the morning. Um, I have been not up early in the morning for a little while, and I kind of miss it, because every single time I get up this early, I really enjoy it. Um, lately, I haven't had the luxury of doing so, because even that time is is taken uh Sometimes it's taken by sleep from sheer utter exhaustion because, well, new babies don't really sleep much. Um, 
when you want them to, per se, you got to kind of train them to sleep, let's say, at nighttime, for example, rather than being up at night and wanting attention and all that sort of thing. Um, it takes a little bit of training, but once they're trained to more or less sleep through the night, uh, you know, then things settle down a little, and it's quite nice to be able to get a, a full night's sleep for a change kind of thing. Um, our baby is not uh, to that stage yet. He's he's up when he wants to be up and down when he wants to be down, and that's that. So, but, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the gig. And, man, what a beautiful day, though. I got to say, morning time, another thing about morning is you get that first light, everything just kind of, coming awake the birds start going after a little bit and all these sorts of things you can't hear all that right now because I have my car door closed but uh, definitely super cool to hear and definitely worth getting up for and sunrise is often also worth getting up for although there's the occasional dud but even those are you know they're still nice either way I I highly recommend, you know, seeing sunsets and seeing sunrises and and making time in your day to do that because if you don't make the time to do it, it's not going to happen and you're going to miss out on some of the most beautiful times of day and uh, that's no good. So, in other news, um, some new developments coming to the shops. I have extra seeds. Um... Seeds that either aren't selling well or are just, you know, excess. And those ones I'm I'm packaging up to give as free gifts with seed packs that I would like to um, profit off of. And the idea is that if I give away a free gift with something that somebody wants to buy anyway, then they'll probably choose mine over somebody who's not offering that free gift. So... Um, we'll see how that goes. I've been listening to uh, strategies and uh, such for online marketing. I highly recommend if you if you have an online store and you're not doing continued education, you're not um, listening to podcasts about how to better your business. If you're not really kind of figuring out, you know, what exactly the sites that you're using want and want to see. Um, you're probably not going to make much, a, eh? and if you are making much, even, even not caring, um, hats off to you, that's cool, um, super cool, but I highly recommend it, you can really up your bottom line, and you can eliminate a lot of frustrating factors that, you know, otherwise might get to you, so, I think I hear a door, so somebody's coming out. Um, which means my, my precious time is up, unfortunately, or just about up. Actually, hang on, I'll, I'll hang on and see if the, the motion lights turn on. That'll be the dead giveaway that, that my time is up for sure. Um, and it's back to the grind. Today, I have to drill a hole in the side of a septic tank. That's, it's on my to-do list. Um, that would be easy if it was cement, 
but it's cement and rocks and fibers and rebar. And I've got to put a four inch hole in that um, to hook up this other building that we got. So the, the hole that came with the septic is in an inconvenient location for routing this particular building into it. And so I have to I have to go from scratch chiseling and drilling and chiseling and drilling. And yeah, that, that should be probably a couple hours worth of work at least. And my poor drill, um, hopefully it won't die. I'm going to, it's a new drill, but, <laughs> but I'm really putting some labor on it. That's for sure. So we'll see how that goes. Um, another, another fun fact. There's a mushroom called the Indigo Lactaris that is delicious. And that one's out in the woods. But they're so sparse. And I would really, really like to learn what makes those ones happy. Because if I can provide the habitat habitat it needs, then that would be great. Um, that's going to be a new strategy for me as well. With the isopods, I, you know, the powder blue and the avulgar are both... Um, Armadillian vulgar, for those of you who don't know much about isopods. Anyway, those ones are here naturally. And if I provide the habitat that they like, which I know how to do, then they'll just show up and be there in numbers. And I really, I really like that idea. So I'm going to go ahead and um, see what I can do with that. And I'm going to build, uh, probably out of old pallets, I'm going to build an area... And just build it, and I'm not even going to seed it. I'm not even going to put isopods in there. I'm just going to let them come naturally. And I think they'll all show up and populate the area, and then when I want to market them, I can just use my, my little stash of, of isopods. It's kind of like worms. If you have a drip, you know, like a steady drip from like an AC unit or something like that, then the odds of seeing worms there is much higher. <laughs> so a lot of this thing... You know, you don't necessarily have to buy the creature that you're trying to propagate. You can simply facilitate for the creature that you're trying to propagate. And and that tends to work as well. And it's less maintenance. Um, yeah, speaking of, uh, the guinea hens, which I'm not sure if... I'm not sure if I got those before I did the last episode or, or not, but... We got these guinea hens. We got five of them. Um, unfortunately, I think that they're disproportionately male. But either way, we got about five guineas. And I let one of them out. Well, the goal was to let one of them out to kind of acclimate him to the area. And then he would go back in. Was That was the theory. Because, well, he, he would miss his buddies, his other guineas. And, uh, well... Turns out four of them got out instead of one. And the last one was just really freaking out a lot. And so, you know, I didn't want to just leave him in there in a high-stress environment because all his flock was gone except for him and he couldn't get to them. So I went in and let him out too. And so basically four of them are still alive. I'm not sure what happened to the fifth, but it got picked off or something. Uh, Best case scenario is it's sitting on some nest somewhere, but I seriously doubt it. Seriously, seriously doubt it. I think it's dead. 
Um, we have a lot of things that would eat guineas out here. And uh, luckily they haven't got the others. Because guineas like to rest, roost high in the trees. They tend to like our area. They tend to, to hang out around our property. Um, I don't have to put them away at night, which is really nice. I don't have to make sure they have clean water, also really nice. I don't really have to do much for them. They just kind of take care of themselves. And when I see them around, I have a bucket of feed and I'll throw them a couple handfuls. And that, that keeps them thinking, okay, well, the, you know, these people are associated with the food we like. So, um, Otherwise, they are having a huge feast on grasshoppers and whatever else is out there, crickets and ants and ticks and fleas and who knows what else, um, probably some snakes. Uh, but it's really nice to have them for pest control. Um, I can see a little difference in the garden already especially in the front garden, um, which the front is the back. That's that's ironic. Um, our backyard is our front yard, sort of. Our, our backyard is closer to our, um, our road, whereas the front yard is away from our road. So, because uh, our house is turned around, you know, backwards. So, that's an interesting front tidbit. Um, I've also got to move a scrap pile, possibly today, um, although I doubt it. Uh, really looking forward to some new changes that are going to be happening in the next few weeks. Um, as for politically, it seems, well, I, I, I'm going to leave the politics alone for the most part. I'm going to go ahead and just talk about something I've been seeing lately, and that is prices going up and shortages. So there's some kind of shortages going on to where stores aren't able to stock properly or they choose not to stock properly. And wh whatever the case may be, it seems like it's, you know, it's, it's not the... Uh, the America when we once knew where we could go out and get what we wanted when we wanted um, from the store because it was there. It's kind of like that glimpse of the future where, you know, the store has what it has and you, you take what you can get and that's that, you know. It's it's going to, it looks like it's gravitating more that direction. Um, I'm not overly confident that our country will stay intact. Uh and in the way that we know it, um, I think things are going to change. And I don't know that those changes are going to be that good. Um, there's there's a lot of things that, you know, like free speech, for example. Uh, you're allowed to tell the story that, you know, the, the powers that be want told, but you, you definitely can't say anything in objection to the story, regardless of how absolutely ridiculous it is, because, well, that doesn't fit their ideology, so you get canceled or whatever else. And it's interesting that such a few, such a few companies can manipulate so many people and uh, quite effectively. 
I gotta say they got it they got it dialed in like a science. Um and it'll be interesting to see what the the coming days hold. Um I'm I'm happy to be in the country, I can tell you that much. But you know, nothing's nothing's secure, nothing's nothing's forever. Um if our nation falls, well news flash uh there's this thing called history and uh you'll see that pretty much uh, all the nations did so what should make us any different we're we're young <laughs> we're really young as a nation and uh yeah that's you know you you can't expect history not to repeat itself just because we did something slightly different um it's it's been uh it's been good times so we'll see where it goes um i would say don't live in fear uh don't don't mistreat other people during this time um i know it's easy to get angry about a lot of things but just just don't it, it's not productive it doesn't help anybody um there's an old saying divide and conquer the more you stay angered, the more the more you stay divided, and you know the easier you are to conquer. So you know, do your friends and family a favor, chuck the anger, love them for people. You know, love them for the sake of of just loving them. You know, love them as a as a fellow human being, even if you disagree with them. Um, treat them nice. So there's there's nowhere where we're called to mistreat people deliberately in the Bible. Um, it says, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to those who despitefully use you. Um, I think that's how how more good is going to enter the world rather than, you know, fire with fire, hate with hate, destruction with destruction. That That doesn't pan out very well. Alright, well, that's all for me. It's uh, 22 minutes in, and the sun is, looks like, almost on the horizon. So, alright, well, have a great day, everybody. Um, hope it's a productive one. Keep a good headspace, and till next time. <coughs>